0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, May the 2nd, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, gratuitous, which means free, unnecessary, or inappropriate gratuitous hope everyone is enjoying that monday man back to work we go back to work we go but i'm off today so hey i worked all weekend and i I got a monday off so hey here we go uh temperatures here in north carolina it's going to be beautiful today 89 degrees after we came off of uh yesterday evening afternoon to evening we had some thunderstorms that came through cooled it off a little bit but uh Hey, this is the spring, and we all know what's coming. Here comes the heat. 89 today. uh, The rest of the week is supposed to be in the upper 80s also. May have a chance of uh, some afternoon or late evening thunderstorms throughout the week. That is the spring. That is the spring. Just is. Just is. Uh, Still enjoy it. I love it. I do. I really do. I really do. All right, let's move along here. Man, the NBA playoffs. Yeah. out of the East, the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Boston Celtics 101-89 to yesterday. Uh, thought the Celtics would put up a little fight. Didn't look like they didn't have a, an answer for the Bucks. Man, what was that all about? And uh, probably the, the surprise game was the Golden State Warriors versus the Memphis Grizzlies. 117-116, to Golden State won. Hey, Memphis hung around. It just couldn't pull it off. That youth and inexperience showed it just did. Uh Morant tried much as he tried, he couldn't get it out, get it done. But man, it, it was a good game. I, I I got off work and I caught maybe the uh last half of the third and, and the whole fourth. And uh man, it it was a dog fight. Man, every time uh Golden State would go up, Memphis would come back. But in the end, they just couldn't pull it off. I think that's gonna be a Good, good series right there. This may be the one to watch: Golden State and Memphis. Uh, not saying Memphis is going to win it, but I think Memphis got a lot of fight in them, and, and they showed yesterday they were pulling out all the stops trying to get get the win. Man, but yeah, that Bucks and uh, Celtics game. Like I said, I thought the Celtics would put up a little bit more fight after they after the. Brooklyn Nets series, but it looks like they um they may not have a answer for Giannis. He's well, hey, that guy he gets he gets down every game he plays. He just does. He's a real a well-rounded player and it shows. So it, it, we'll see what happens. And then tonight you have the Philadelphia 76ers versus the Miami Heat. We'll see what happens with that. But I'm watching that uh <laughs> I'm watching both uh, uh, East and West. I got to say, I'm enjoying it. It it is refreshing to see some new talent out there putting in work. Like I always say, uh, after a while, you get tired of seeing the same old teams. Just do. Just do. So we'll see what happens. I keep you guys up to date on that. And here's an update. Uh, Last week, I, I, I talked to you guys about the Satanic uh, after-school club that wanted to hold a meeting here in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, and I told you that there was going to there was a planned prayer rally for Friday, and it happened. So on Friday, a group of about 50 parents and citizens gathered at the school in uh, Greensboro, holding a prayer rally, denouncing the after-school Satan club. Now saying that they didn't want. The club to meet at the school or any school in Gifford County, for that matter. Hmm. Ah, they said they were coming. About fifty of them showed up, and and they flat out denounced the the the, the meeting. Not sure. I don't think they had the meeting because. And what's come out in and just like I talked about last week in uh, the Gifford County uh, schools chief of staff says the club is under review along with a, a legal review. Also looking at how the flyers were distributed, distributed announcing the after-school program and it wasn't approved. So that, that's, that's the, the catch, the catch on that legal side because what, what uh, they're, they're saying and, and it's happened. Uh, apparently a lot of them, like I said, there's four clubs throughout the United States and Illinois and Ohio Pennsylvania, they uh, this school board voted and they said no. So now the Satan Club is filing a legal action charging them with discrimination. It goes against their free speech. So that's why the officials down here in North Carolina are doing the same thing. They're looking. But the question is, how can you print these flyers and announce that you're holding a, a, at the school club or meeting at a public school and you haven't been approved? What, are you just going to show up? That's where this legal thing's coming in. I, I know I feel safe in saying there is certain protocol and procedures you have to follow and go through for. You just start printing up flyers, handing them out and giving them to people and kiddies, and say, hey, come uh, on this day and we'll have an after school uh, Satan Club meeting. And school officials or the school board hasn't approved. So how do you do that? That's the question. So maybe just maybe just like in Pennsylvania and I believe in Ohio also, where they, they still have it or. or still have the club they uh that those officials i think it was ohio those officials said that they approved the club because they didn't want to go through the legal hassle of a uh lawsuit i think you guys should have been a little bit more uh stiff in your stance yeah, because how, how can you allow someone just to come in and and say we're gonna have a meeting here and and if you don't approve it it's again it's a violation of our uh First Amendment rights of freedom of speech. Uh, that's not how that works. I'm I, I, I'm quite sure. <laughs> it's not how it works. And and, and it looks like the uh, school board here in North Carolina is saying, no, no, no. Uh, I f- feel safe in saying, I think they're going to say no, if it ever comes to that vote. Because those parents, like I said, 50 of them showed up Friday, like they said they would at the appointed time that that meeting was supposed to take place. And they held a they knelt down and prayed. They said there's no way they're going to allow this into their schools with their kids. Can't blame them. Uh, like I, I said before, it seems like we've become a society that everyone's in fear of offending and and, and and harming someone's right or trampling on someone's right of freedom of speech. That very well may be, but it's a two-way street, two-edged sword. Uh, you can't bogard your way into where you want to have your meetings. Can't force this down people's throat. And it looks like those uh, parents and citizens in Greensboro are saying, no way, no how, no matter what, you ain't coming in. You just aren't. Hmm. Hey, well, I keep you guys updated on this, but I I don't think they're going to be allowed to go to uh, Greensboro to that elementary school. And why so young? Why are you in an elementary school? Hmm. Could have went to a high school, maybe. Seems like, uh, Certain groups or or certain uh, wranglings of people are trying to indoctrinate young, starting the kids off in uh, elementary, looks like. Man, keep you guys updated on that. And uh, and what has happened, let's move on here. What has happened is uh, uh, President Biden has had to admit that uh, he's got some work Ahead of him, along with the rest of the Democratic Party with these midterms coming up because his poll numbers are they aren't good. Just like I told you two or three weeks ago with that poll here in North Carolina and how the residents of North Carolina were saying they weren't impressed with his poll numbers and a significant amount of those uh, in the Democratic Party also were saying the exact same thing. Those poll numbers show the exact uh, many people don't approve of what he's doing starting with inflation. Inflation and is going to be his biggest obstacle to overcome. And, and other Democrats that are running in that House and Senate and state uh, elections also, state and local elections also, they got a dogfight. You guys associated yourself with uh, Joe Biden, the president, President Joe Biden, and a lot of people, a lot of citizens, a lot of registered voters are upset. Now, overall, his job approval rating as of uh, last month is at 42% approve and 52% disapprove. Now, they're saying that 42% that approve is up by 5% from uh, last month, also. And that's mainly because uh, people were somewhat, I guess, impressed or approved of his COVID response. And the Ukraine war and him giving the funds and and the weapons. So apparently a lot of people are, they're impressed by that. It's, It's him reaching out across the pond, if you will. But then there's those that are saying, wait a minute, you're giving money and weapons and you're just giving this stuff away. We have an inflation fight on our hands where we have a lot of citizens ourselves that can't afford Simple things like gas and food and the cost of living is going up. Rent, mortgage rates, everything is going up and the economy is just uh, is tanking. And here you go sending, giving money and weapons to another country. Now, according to those poll numbers, 38 percent approve and 57 percent disapprove, disapprove of his handling of the economy. Looks like a lot of Americans, uh, are, are what they've also said is, looks like a lot of Americans trust the Republicans to handle the economy versus the Democrats. And that has led President Biden to admit he needs to get out in front of it and taunt and tell his accomplishments that he's made within uh, the years he's been president. I don't think it has been too many uh, accomplishments there, uh, Mr. President. Uh, People are upset. They're hurting. So with these midterm elections coming up, just like I said before, I think these midterms, and we have a primary here in North Carolina and a lot of states here uh, in the United States there's primaries. I think that the the litmus test, the standard barrier is going to be these primaries and then the midterms. The primaries are going to set the tone. Like I said, a lot of people aren't too happy with what's going on. They just aren't. And and these poll numbers show, they just do. Yeah, people are questioning, why are you sending all that money and aid and comfort? Yeah, we understand what's going on in Ukraine, and we feel bad about it, but you you, got to take care of home first. We're hurting over here. Inflation is is through the roof. I believe they said, what, is it a 40-year high? They said these numbers haven't been seen since uh, the Reagan era, and we all remember that. Reaganomics. (laughs) Reaganomics. <laughs> for many of us, we all know what Reaganomics was. So the people are the American citizens are looking like, wait a minute, hold up. It might be time for a change. Yeah, that poll, it, it does show that many Americans and maybe even some Democrats, surprisingly, are looking at Republicans. So these primaries are going to test the test. They're going to test the waters. We'll see. We will see. All right, let's move along. Here's an update and a continuation. I uh, talked to you guys last Friday about uh, stop soldier suicide. And and, and of course, I said that encompasses all branches of the military because we all know and we all remember the story I bought you about that sailor on board the uh, USS George Washington. Um, it looks like the United States Navy is now trying to get a handle on its suicide problem. Because like I said, five members on board within the month of April committed suicide. And so a lot of some throughout the uh, over the year or, or, or past few years have attempted suicide because and I didn't realize in, until uh, I, I looked at the update that the George Washington has been dry docked in Norfolk. It's in the yard since 2017. So now the United States Navy has gotten together because in that. Piece I bought you last Friday. The young lady said that when she went to her superiors, went up the chain of command, asking for help. You know, I need to talk to someone. She was belittled and berated. It looks like that. This, these, these stories that are coming out because there's several more, and these stories that are coming out now. The Navy is trying to get help with psychologists and social workers. Guys, better get a handle on it. Um, military personnel. Well, what has happened is, like I said, uh, they're in the yard, that's dry dock, that's when the ship is in need of repair, and it's it's facing a, an extensive overhaul. So they've been in the yard since 2017, and in that piece I bought you last Friday, she talked about the working conditions, how uh, strenuous and stressful it was, and how superiors were blaming her, uh, and of course others, for things that they didn't have, they, they couldn't control so she tried to take her life by taking, uh, I believe it was almost three hundred pain relievers. Didn't work, and and she she sounded the alarm. So now in the navy, uh, the the upper echelon, the br- top brass are getting together because yeah, it is a problem. It just is uh, that suicide rate for the for just for that ship alone to think there are five, or uh, there were five. Members of the United States Navy that committed suicide because of the stressful working conditions. Uh, Not too sure how the Navy is going to handle that, because if you're in the yards, you're in the yards. Everybody has to pitch in. Yeah, it is long and stressful and and it's an it's an arduous task, but it has to be done. That's the Navy. That's the military life. Uh, A lot of times you you don't get rewards for doing what you're supposed to do. It's just okay. let's move on to the, the next task and you have to move forward. Uh, like I said, Friday, I, I think it starts back with recruitment. A um, lot of lot of people, when they join, they're under the impression that they're going to do this and that. It's not going to be any hard work. It's going to be high seas and fair winds. And, and they're just going to have the time of their life visiting uh, different foreign and exotic ports. And between that, I can tell you from firsthand experience, you're going to turn to and commence ship's work. <laughs> you just are. That's the Navy. That is the Navy, any day of the week. Just is, hey, it, it, it is. So yeah, it looks like the Navy is now trying to get give these uh, people these ship, you know these these sailors some the help they need. Adjusting, I, I think it's an adjustment. Like I said, it's a culture shock when you first join the military. Any branch of the military, it's a culture shock because it's totally different from civilian life can't just walk down that brow and walk down the pier and be done with it. Can't give two weeks notice and say you're quitting. Just like she said, once you sign your name on that that dotted line, it's on that dotted line. You're committed. And you're committed to to the end of your enlistment or until you do something crazy uh, or screwed up enough that they kick you out. Just that simple. That's the military. So uh, prayers for those family members of those that have committed suicide and prayer. Prayers for those that attempted suicide, their family members also. I, I think, uh, like I said, the problem or, or one of the problems or the main problems is adjusting the military life. It ain't an easy adjustment. Trust me. It ain't. It's been almost uh, 20 some odd or maybe 30 years since I've been in. And I could tell you from firsthand experience, 18 years old, coming out of high school, joining the, in the United States Navy. It was a cultural shock. It was an adjustment. And, uh, more often than not, I could tell you, uh, I've seen a lot of people that just refused or couldn't handle it. And, and they walked away. They did whatever they had to do to get out, I guess, to keep their mental, uh, intact. So it, it's an ongoing thing. looks like we'll see what happens with this. Uh, I hope and pray that they can get it under control. Um, like I said, it's an adjustment. It just is. It just is. Um, uh, like I said, prayers for those that have been affected by this and prayers for those, uh, uh, big wigs, those, those higher echelon in the Navy that now have to, um, figure out a way along with any and everything else they have going on in mil- military life, figure out a way to, uh, step in and combat this pro- this huge problem. You got to pray for them also, because this is something they probably they're saying they, they haven't seen, never probably never thought they would ever see, but it, it appears to be they're going to have to deal with it now. Uh, in addition to, uh, you know, hey, your, your fellow shipmates, uh, it's out in the media now. The media's gotten hold of it, and you got a lot of advocates that are saying, Well, we need to go in and check on and see what they're doing. And no, you don't. That's the navy, it's the military. Stay out of it, let them handle it. They will. May not be the way you think they should, but they will. They'll handle it. I have, I have a confidence in them. I do. They'll handle it. They'll handle it. All right, let's go get it, man. Uh, We're going to stay right here, local Durham, (laughs) boy. Durham, Durham, man. There's a new report this out. And it's been released and it's showing that Durham city and county schools have a significant amount of gang activity. That's no surprise. We stay in the city that the the crime rate has risen, uh, the shootings, the murder, the robbery. You just go down the list. Within the past few years, those numbers have skyrocketed. They're going, they have gone through the roof almost. So what this report has found is that uh one out of 3 kids say there's gang activity in public schools. Now the 257 page report shows that yes, school may be an entry point to gangs, but schools can also be a part of the solution. I could, I have no problem with that. What they're saying is 19% of middle schoolers reported gang activity and this report was done in 2019. And also 30 of high schoolers reported the same gang activity. Now, the Durham County Gang Reduction Strategy Manager, to say that three times fast, says it took about 18 months to complete the report, and it shows that gang activity appears in many ways to be in school, and it can can appear in many forms, uh, disruptive behavior. Fights, intimidation, contraband. Contraband is going to be those those gang colors. You know, uh, a lot of schools throughout this country. You come in when you got those gang colors on, they'll try to tell you to take them off. But you give a valid effort, I should say. Now, um, the report also says, or he also says, that two thirds of gang members said they didn't have a high school diploma or GAD. No surprise there. So, you, if you're saying why the high number, well, gang members have difficulty. Exist exiting gangs because of they're dropping out. Yeah, that's the unemployment, unemployment and underemployment, substance use, gang activity in their neighborhood. That's the catalyst right there. The gang activity in their neighborhood and a need to replace social and emotional needs that are met by the gang. That's the feeling of belonging. Family structure. A lot of a lot of kids don't have that. That's the second catalyst. Now that what they also said is that youth here have a higher risk of exposure to crime compared to other parts of the state yeah durham does have some of the hot the state's highest crime numbers now so how are they going to combat this Well, they came up with proposals and and a process and they say they have a new process to spot quickly uh poor attendance policy poor attendance so that's one thing they're going to use They, they implemented a plan where when the kiddies are out of school for a certain amount of days or they see it as a repetitive pattern, they're going to get in, in touch with the family and uh, sit down with the kids also and see what's going on. Now, they've also, in, in the high school, they've hired uh, six new student success coaches. And, and that's the show for those that show signs of disconnected or getting ready to drop out. They've also increased the number of counselors and social workers to make sure that the kids' needs are met. So there's a lot of things that are, are, are in play, but these numbers are startling, if you think about it. Durham also has another problem on another front with their education, uh, as far as the kids being educated, or, or, or you know that that what has come out also. Durham is one is, is almost at the bottom of the pile in the state as a whole for educating these kids. Kids are behind EOGs. COVID played a role in that, but Durham has been struggling and, and, and lagging behind with education of kids for a long time now. So th- this problem, or there there has been this problem in this school system for a while. It just didn't appear with COVID. Just didn't appear in 2019. This has been going on for a while. Durham has been struggling with how they educate their kids, our kids. Uh, one of the tests, one of the tests that, that that determines this is the end of grade test. And I can remember some years ago, several years ago, for the high schoolers uh, that were taking this these tests, or if they believe they changed it to the end of year exams or mid year exams, then they went to the middle school and they they said that the the test scores for the end of grade uh, testing was was low. They even went as far as going to the elementary school, and they determined those test scores were low. Durham has a huge problem with educating these kids. Now you got the gang problems in the school. Now, they this report focuses in on the middle and high schoolers. I wonder how much, or I wonder if they thought to go to the elementary level. Uh, if you're saying to yourself, well, that's absurd. These are, these are babies. They wouldn't be in... Um, Gang members recruit early. They have to. They got to get their numbers up. So it's, it's feasible that they will start in elementary school too. Uh, if you think about it, that's when the, the kids are, are their minds are most under underdeveloped, underdeveloped, and easily swayed. You see your older brother or sister, or you see someone out in the community you're living in that's in a gang, and you're in, you know, you're in that elementary school so you start emulating and imitating that life that's what you want to be that's what you see and that's what you think you are supposed to be so i think the report needs to go into elementary school also i hope they do that because yeah dare i say i believe it's there also it's not far-fetched it just isn't it just isn't but these numbers are telling the tale about gang activity in in school from middle school to high school so yeah they are going to need um Probably going to need more of these uh, new student success coaches in high school. Need to bring it down to middle school also, quite possibly in the elementary. Show these signs of disconnect. And those signs of disconnect, uh, that can encompass any and everything. Not just uh, not coming to school, but it could be you sitting in school and not doing anything. Being disruptive, like they said one of those signs were. We certainly find ourselves here in Durham, we are in an uphill battle and and we got to get a handle on this we got to do something to to get these kids away from these gangs and, and get them back to where they need to be because because the the, the numbers for this gang activity and the numbers for these end of grade tests that are telling that these kids aren't edu- being educated they're lagging behind is um, it's not surprising but it it should open your eyes if if you're saying two-thirds of gang members said they don't have a high school diploma or, or GED, they're dropping out. A lot of them don't even make it to the end of grade test to get included in the count. They drop out before that. It, it, it's, it's eye-opening and it makes you sit and wonder, and you gotta think, where are the parents? Where are they at in all of this? Is it that they are, well, I hate to say it, but they may have their their own thing going on. So, you know, when I say they may have their own thing going on, maybe a lot of these kids' parents are in a gang also. This gang problem has been in Durham for years. I got here in 97, and shortly thereafter, I started hearing about it. This just didn't come up, come about in in 2019. This has been going on for a while and it's been left, left dormant. And when I say left dormant, it's been left dormant in how we tried to combat that, how we addressed it for the longest time, those elected officials and even the police we're saying there's no gang problem. The gang problem is 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 in a certain part of town, certain neighborhood. We have it under control. Well, now those gang members aren't on that certain part of town. They're out and about everywhere. They're mobile. And you have a huge problem now. Huge problem. Has it been dealt with? I certainly hope the steps they're taking in school uh, will work. It's going to take community involvement. And that's, and that's not parents with their kids. You're going to have to get involved on any and ever every level because your kids interact with these kids. So you're going to have to get out in the community more, more hands on. Can't turn a blind eye and say, oh, it's not my problem, not my child. May not be your child, but your child interacts with those kids. They just do. They just do. Uh, it's, it's, it's certainly um, astonishing. And it's kind of sad. If you sit and think about it. it, it is, it is. Never had these problems when I was going to school. Yeah. We had little gangs, little groups, little cliques, but we didn't have any uh, in the magnitude of this right here. So it looks like Durham is, is leading the state and it's leading the state in some, in some, in a wrong way, bad numbers, bad numbers. Well, I'm going to get out of here. I'm a got some things to do today. I'm off. Like I told you, and um got to get to it. Got to get to it. Well, That's all for me today, and I want to thank you all for lending me your ears this morning. Continue to like, support, share, offer feedback. Anchor has a great feature where you can leave a voice response, and I would love to hear your voice. You can also make monetary contributions. Continue to follow and listen on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Verbal, and WordPress. Hit that like and subscribe button so you can get notified when I drop these podcasts. And as always, thank you for listening. This is Stephen Carnegie for This Is Just a Thought. Amen.